Hey guys, you're listening to episode 3 of the Brick Magnate Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Hopefully you are enjoying the show. This is a whole new venture for me. And I'm really excited and intrigued to see what you guys think of the, the podcast, of the reviews, of just this whole idea. Um, yeah, it's a little... It's a little daunting, I've got to admit, but I'm having fun just chatting about Lego and uh, sharing what I'm up to with the fantastic community of Lego enthusiasts. So I'm recording this in October uh, 2022, and this feels like it's been a, a big month for Lego sets. There's been a lot of um, sets that I've kind of had my eye on, I've been excited for coming out all at the same time and new sets being announced as well and I think as well it's felt like there's been more kind of bigger sets more premium sets arriving all at the same time after a bit of a gap you know we've had the Bowser set we've had the Office set which has been very popular a lot of people have been waiting for we've had the Black Panther bust we've had the Razor Crest come out um, so yeah, it's just felt like this has been a really, really big month for Lego. I don't know if it's the same every year. Obviously, we're just a few months away from Christmas. Maybe I've just not been paying attention to how October and November usually kind of go for, for new releases. But it does feel like there's a lot coming at us at the same time. Now, the two sets I've been extremely excited for were the Bowser set. That in particular, like as soon as I saw the, the picture of that when it was first announced, I just fell in love with it because it's just such a substantial figure, such a beast. It's a big, chunky boy. And, you know, Bowser's just cool. Bowser's iconic. Mario was such a huge part of my, my childhood and my gaming geekery. So I was really excited about that. But the office set that was the one i remember seeing that and voting for that on um, lego ideas when it was first kind of racking up those votes after it had been pitched and i think that and the parks and recreation set which i believe the creator of the office set or, or the person who who came up with the initial submission to lego ideas i think he's also been working on a parks and rec set as well parks and recreation another fantastic tv show from um one of the directors uh, and, and writers from the office so those two have been on my must-have would love to see one day list so when the office set was announced i just went crazy for it and i've been counting down the days till it's been released so i thought it might be tough to choose which one to start with when they both came out the same day they both arrived but as soon as I saw them, I knew I had to crack open the office. So today I'm going to be talking a bit about that set and reviewing it because I've completed it already. <laughs> I had to complete the day after it arrived. Um, so I'll be giving my little review of that. But while I waited for those, I had a, a couple of little snacky sets. I call them snacky sets. Such a cheesy name. Um, just to feed my Lego habit. So... These are all, you know, I, I love these kind of sets that you can get done in one sitting and they're fairly cheap, but, you know, they're 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 pretty cool. So the two sets that I snacked on while I was waiting for Bowser and the office to arrive were Spider-Man and Venom. So these are the two um, figures that were released quite recently, I think, but there wasn't a lot of fanfare 
about these two coming out, probably because uh, of the price. You know, I think they're like 30 to 40 pounds each, and um, there's not a huge amount of pieces to them. So there wasn't a lot made out of the fact that these these came out. There's a similar figure um, for Iron Man as well, which I got a few months ago. So I just got these to pass the time while I was waiting for Bowser and the office. And I think they each took less than an hour to build. And like we said, 30 to 40 bucks each. But, you know, considering what they are, the end results I think are pretty cool. You know, those figures, they're around eight inches or so in height. They're they're poseable. They come with little accessories, like Spider-Man comes with a few different types of webs. And they look really cool on display. I suppose you could play with them as well, too. But, you know, I'm a 39-year-old man. Um, so I have to retain a little dignity. I've got to display these. I don't, you don't play with the toys, Mike. You don't play with them. You display them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were my little snacky sets. And like I said, obviously, as they were a bit cheaper, there's not been as much fanfare made around their release. But if you're looking for a quick build and you're looking for, you know, some cool figures to add to your, your Lego shelves, your Lego displays, then they're definitely worth taking a look at. There's also a Miles Morales figure as well. Um, I didn't pick that one up and I'm going to I'm going to talk about why not after I give my review of the office, because there's kind of a. Um, a, 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 a particular type of set or a particular set of reasoning that I find I use for deciding not to buy certain sets. And I want to talk about a few, a few of the recently released uh, Lego sets that I've chosen not to bother with and why. Considering, you know, I, I, <laughs> I buy all the Lego. <laughs> um, every new set that comes out, it feels like I buy it. But there's some high-profile ones that I should be interested in that I've not really been. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what puts me off buying Lego sets in just a bit. But first, I want to dive into my review of the Office set. So this set comes with 1,164 pieces. It retails for £104.99 here in the UK. Over in the US, it's 119.99, so 105 and 120, um, which is a little pricier than similar kind of TV-based sets before that we've seen, like the Seinfeld um, apartment, like the um, Queer Eye Loft, like the Friends apartment in Central Perk. The office, a bit pricier than those. A little bit more substantial, and I think more pieces, but definitely on, on the pricier end. But I'm a massive fan of The Office, even though I'm from England and I should have a, a preference for the original, the British version of The Office, Honestly, in terms of longevity, in terms of, um, you know, which one I'm more likely to, to put on and have a good laugh to at any point, the US office takes it for me. It's on pretty much a constant loop in my house. It's on my bedtime viewing is just on, on a constant loop. Um, and I was lucky enough to, to visit the recreated sets from the actual show in Chicago, they they set up kind of almost this pop up um, attraction called the Office Experience. I'm not sure it's even there anymore. Um, I went there earlier this year, so I'm a super fan, and I was super excited when this set was announced. And I'm so pleased to say that it didn't disappoint. It's a a very simple build. There's not too much complexity to it. Again, it's a bit like 
similar sets like the Friends Apartments, like Central Perk, where it's not particularly complicated or intricate, but it doesn't need to be. You know, you're building a, a set that is maybe what, three to four inches in height. That is largely its floor space, its stuff stuck to the floor space, and it's some walls and windows and doors. Like there's not, there's no real intricacy or complexity to it because there doesn't need to be. Um, but with that, I actually was quite surprised how quickly I got through it. Considering it's over eleven hundred pieces, I think it took me a couple of hours tops. And even then, that was kind of broken up a little bit um, and, you know, taking a little bit of extra time to take photos and stuff of some of the little in-jokes so I could send to friends who are fans of the show. And yeah, maybe two hours at the absolute most. Um, so I was surprised how quickly I got through it. Uh, I don't think that's, that, that's especially fast, but set with similar piece counts, um, I'd maybe get another hour or so out of. I just think the simplicity of this one just, yeah, it, it meant that it's over a lot quicker than, than you think it's going to be. But it was a hell of a fun couple of hours of building. And the thing that made this build so much fun is just how clear it is, how much effort they put into adding as many little references to the show as they could. Now, I'm not going to spoil them because... Truly the joy of building this set comes from seeing all of these hilarious little Easter eggs popping up. Some of them are really subtle. Some of them you'll only pick up on if you're a super fan. But suffice to say, some of the funniest moments from the show are referenced in this set. And there's fun little touches for pretty much every character. Speaking of the characters, um, seeing the Office characters in minifigure form is just, it's a joy. You've got a, a minifig of Michael Scott, which is obviously the first one that you create. And yeah, Michael, Jim, Dwight, seeing those in uh, as minifigures, it just made my day. Now, as far as the main cast goes, there's a couple of omissions. There's no Andy and there's no Aaron. I think, again, they, they presumably just decided we're going to pick or we're going to go with the cast who were here from the start. It's the original cast, and I don't think, I don't think there's anyone amongst the minifigures who wasn't present in season one. So it's a season one lineup. Even though a lot of the minifigures, the you know, every one of them kind of comes with a, a, a prop of some sort, and a lot of the props are from much later seasons. Um, in fact, Phyllis's prop is from the um, is from season seven, I think. So. Yeah, that, that's just how it is. There's no Andy, there's no Aaron. But again, being an Office fan, this is just a total random aside. There's always like one or two cast members that get screwed over when um, merchandise is coming out for The Office. So I remember I got my partner a jigsaw, um, an Office jigsaw. She loves jigsaws. Um, and they had obviously all the characters and multiple different illustrations of Michael Scott, you know, as prison Mike and, and, and stuff like that. Every character was on there multiple times, but Stanley wasn't on there at all. He wasn't even on the box. Stanley was just missing completely. Uh, uh, another thing that we got, we got the office, the um, Funko office advent calendar last Christmas with the mini Funko Pops 
all of the office characters again there were a few characters that were repeated so you had dwight but you also had dwight as belschnickel you had mike but you also had mike as prison mike and jim as golden face so you had a lot of um multiples of the characters you also had some minor characters and you also had like a dundee and jan was in there but there was no erin in the entire set so this is all to say that andy and erin not being in the lego version isn't as big a deal um as as you might think because yeah across other mediums other characters get screwed i know that was a long long tangent but yeah, my brain just went there. Um, and this stuff matters to Office super fans. Um, so I mentioned before, every character has some sort of prop, something in their hand. And in fact, some of them actually have two. And these are all references to something from the show. Some of them are great choices, but there's some really odd ones like Creed. Creed has two stacked Lego studs. So there's two colored Lego studs just stacked, the round ones. And I've got no idea what that's supposed to be. It might be a cupcake. It's literally, and that's just based on the colours. It's kind of a brown stud and then like a, a light green stud. So it might be a cupcake. And there's like one episode where um, there's cupcakes. Again, later later on the series, there's cupcakes that have been laced with laxatives and, and hallucinogens. Um, but again, there's nothing particularly Creedian about that. Yeah, it's it's odd. It was a really odd choice. Maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm missing something, but I'm not sure what that's meant to be. And there's nothing in the like. Sometimes with these stuff, there'll be something in the instructions that actually refers to it. There's nothing like that uh, with the with the instruction book for this set. Daryl has a takeout menu that um, I, I probably have to Google to see what the relevance of it was. But again, it's some of the characters have stuff that. You look at it and you're like, yes, that right away, this goes with that character. Like Dwight has a, uh, a shroot book, which, of course, Dwight has a shroot book. Angela has her um, poster of, of babies playing instruments, which is a key part of one episode. Um, but yeah, I've got no idea what the takeout menu for Daryl or the two Lego studs for Creed refer to. Jim has a sealed envelope, which I'm guessing is a reference to the teapot letter. But again, it just feels like we're a bunch of better ways they could have gone. So for a set that's got so much attention to detail and so many clever little touches, a few things that just, yeah, didn't quite land it. But you know what? These are just such minor nitpicks for such a phenomenally great set that had so much nerdy attention to detail put into it. Now, some people might be disappointed that the whole office isn't covered. So... You've got an entire side of the office, um, which includes the accounting desks and Creed and Meredith desks. That whole side isn't included, so the office is kind of cut off, kind of just on the other side of um, the reception. So for fans of the show, if you think of the, the accounting area, there's some filing cabinets that divide the accounting area where, from the... Um, the reception those filing cabinets are the limit to where the office set actually goes to so that side of the office is cut out and the break room the kitchen the annex they're not included either now you can understand why it wouldn't have been practical to include those areas and to be honest i don't think we lose much through leaving them out 
it would just be a lot of a lot more desks. You already build um, one, two, three, four, five uh, regular desks in the main area. So you have Jim, you have Dwight, you have Andy, Phyllis, and Stanley. Their desks are built. You have the reception area, which is a desk, but it's a bit different. Michael's desk, which, again, follows a similar build pattern to the others. So if you had to build another, like, eight or nine desks, I'd be on here complaining about how the repetitiveness of desk building lets the set down. So I think limiting it to that area makes a lot of sense. Um, It's also a really nice touch that you can slide Michael's office out from the set and you can view it as a standalone piece you know that's such an iconic part of the whole office and it's the iconic character of the whole series that being able to take that out and slide it from the 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 main set is um yeah it's it's good so overall this set really really over delivered for me I spent a long time hoping that they'd make it, then a long time waiting for it once it was announced. And sometimes when you're anticipating something that much, your expectations become unreasonable. But I'm so, so pleased to say that I'm definitely not disappointed. Now, I am extremely biased by how big a fan of The Office I am, but I don't think that's a problem considering it's fans like me who this set was made for. And that's really evident that this is something that's been understood by the, the the designers of this set and all the little touches they put in and the effort they put into making this a, just a joyful experience for fans of the show. So, my review, my scores, the build experience, I'm going to score this at 8.5. There was some repetition, you know, the desk builds were repetitive and obviously you're building, anytime you're building walls and rooms, it is going to get repetitive. So, the key elements of it were repetitive. It was a basic build that was over too fast, but the experience was definitely enhanced through those tiny little extra touches and the effort that was put in. Without those touches, this would score a lot lower because purely from an experience of putting bricks onto other bricks, this was fairly lackluster, but yeah, the actual... Um, the the little touches, the references, the Easter eggs, that turns it around for me. So it's an 8.5 out of 10 for the build experience. The end result gets a 10 out of 10. It really, really does. Um, just an absolute treat for fans of The Office. It may It's a good size. It makes for a nice display piece. There's a lot of different setups and scenarios in which you could place your minifigures, but it would also look, look perfectly solid if you took the minifigures out. And just so many references crammed in. And they even crammed in a few more. There's actually some parts of the set that are interchangeable. So the TV in the conference room, they've actually created three different screens for it that reference three different episodes. There's a banner in the conference room as well um, that can be switched between a diversity day banner and the it is your birthday banner from from Kelly's birthday party. So they've they've stashed so many references into this set and even squeezed out a few more that that kind of 
are are there to give you multiple options. It's just perfect. It's the perfect set for a Lego fan. Now, value for money, I'm going to score this a little lower. I'm going to score this 7 out of 10 because you have to compare it to similar sets, to the Friends apartment, to Central Perk, to the Seinfeld apartment. Now, the Seinfeld apartment in particular, it's a lot smaller. There's a lot less to it. Um, Central Perk, you can make the argument, again, it's a smaller set, but... I would say Central Perk's a little more complex in what's actually in there. It's a smaller set, but it's more tightly packed, and there's a greater level of diversity to the actual components of that set. I, I, I don't have, as a reference off the top of my head, how many pieces there were, but Central Perk, uh, Central Perk is small, but there's a lot more to it, I would actually say, than the Office set in terms of unique elements and kind of creative build pieces. But then the friends' apartments are probably the most comparable to uh, to this set, and just one of those apartments you would compare to this set. Price-wise, this is definitely on the pricier end of these types of sets. It's not a rip-off; it's not bad value, but uh, yeah, just comparatively, it it is pricier than than other similar sets. So I'll give that a seven out of ten because you're still, if you're an Office fan you're still getting a great, great set out of it. And it is still on the right side of that 10 cent per line per piece line as well. So that's, that's kind of, yeah, that was the main thing I was looking forward to from the Lego world in October. But as I said, it's been a big, big month in general for Lego fans, not just fans of The Office during October. So many other sets being released. The Razor Crest that's just come out the um the the christmas on main street set that's again it seemed like that was announced and then released pretty fast um the black panther bust has been released you had those uh the spider-man and venom figures some of these might have come out at the end of september but it does feel like there's been a big convergence of really cool sets coming out and so obviously if you're if you're looking to minimize your spend on on lego you're going to find october pretty tough because there's a lot to choose from now i'm in a very blessed position um where i can splash a little bit more on lego and indulge myself a little bit more than um than i used to be able to let's just say that and so a lot of these sets that have come out i could i, I almost went for yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love The Mandalorian. So the Razor Crest, when that was announced, just the the ding went off in my head of, well, of course I'm going to buy that. It's a it, it's a premium Lego Star Wars set. I'm going to get my hands on that. The Black Panther bust, when that came out, it looks impressive. Black Panther's awesome. Uh, I'm, I love the movie. I can't wait for the next one. That looks impressive. That's a, yeah, I'm definitely more drawn to display pieces, and that's one heck of a display piece. But... I, there's just something there's something that puts me off certain sets and even though i could buy them i don't and even though it would probably be beneficial to buy them now i'm doing this podcast and um with the whole brick magnate brand and i'm doing the videos then that alone can be justification and reason to buy them but yeah just find i always have these little things in the back of my head that put me off certain sets so i, I want to uh, just talk about that a little bit about you know what puts you off buying certain sets so I'll start with the black panther one um it's an odd one with that one because 
it's quite unique. I'd love it if this is the first of a series of of those scale of busts. Like I, I love the little helmets, the little helmets um, that you have for Star Wars, particularly from Star Wars. But you've got the Iron Man helmet, you've got the Venom. Um, it's not a helmet, but you've got the Venom head. You had the Batman cowls, although they were they were terrible, uh, in my opinion, because of the transparent stand that they were on. But, you know, I love those. They're really cool and um, they're easy to display. But, man, I would love an, uh, just one of those Iron Man busts, the same sort of size as Black Panther. But as cool as it looks, first of all, it's very expensive. Let's, let's just get that out there. It's a very, very expensive set. But when I actually think about it, okay, you know, is this going to be a easy to display? Like, and does it fit with what I've got displayed elsewhere? It's not really going to be that easy to display. It's something that needs to be, like, at the centerpiece. And there's just no way that makes sense for it to be that within within my home and where I have my Lego. But I also think about the build experience. And I don't know. I look at that and think, okay, that's just going to be a lot of black bricks. Because, obviously, <laughs> the Black Panther outfit is black. And there's some bits of grey on there, but it's it's almost all black with some grey highlighting and obviously the grey um, or the silver claws. And I don't know, there's just something like... That puts me off a little bit, knowing that there won't be a great deal of variety. Knowing that what I'm creating is kind of just this big black shape. Um, that, that, that put me off. And you could say the same thing about, uh, about sets like the... Uh, Millennium Falcon, which I, I got the um, the collector's edition of that, the big behemoth one, and yeah, there were definitely parts of that build that were boring as well because there's a lot of grey. You're making a lot of grey slabs, and it can get very boring. But at least with that, there's there's some detailing. There's a lot of variety in the detailing. There's some um, unique bits on the inside. You've obviously got the, the legs. You've got the rear kind of area with the lighting and stuff. So there's enough variety around that that you can expect the, the build experience to be fun. Whereas, again, with this with this bust, it's like you're building quite a simple shape without a huge amount of detailing with pretty much all one color. That just that just kind of put me off. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I'll still end up buying it, but... Thinking about what is what is this going to be like? Am I going to be excited to sit down and build this? Um, yeah, that's just one of the things with that set that puts me off. Another thing I'm very surprised that I'm not more excited about is the Razor Crest. Again, they're bringing out the well, they've already brought out the collector's edition, the ultimate edition, whatever they're calling it, the big boy version of the Razor Crest. I love Mandalorian, uh, but. I don't know, the Razor Crest just doesn't feel as iconic a vehicle because it's a obviously it's a recent series and you know you obviously can't compare the Razor Crest to the likes of the Millennium Falcon or even to the likes of the Imperial Destroyer. But there's also the fact that, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched all of the Mandalorian, um, the Razor Crest is destroyed. Now that doesn't mean you you can't have a model of it but you know it lasted for what a season and a, and a bit maybe just one season it wasn't as integral 
two storylines. I suppose in some ways it was, but you know, it just as a vehicle, as as a as a piece of iconography, it's just not up there with some of the other um, collector's edition Star Wars vehicles. And yeah, it's the dumbest reason, but again. That's kind of what we're talking about. What are those sort of thought processes that go into buying decisions beyond just how much it costs? Now, the the Razor Crest is a one that I kind of anticipate I'll probably get at some point. It's been like the the um, is it the Republican um, Trooper transport? It's kind of a, a red and white one. I probably got the the name of that wrong. Um, but again, there's another one, several hundred dollars. It's a fairly substantial sized one, but it's of a it's of a ship that I think is from the newer trilogy, and it's just not that big a part of the the movie history and and the the, the have the prominence of some of the other vehicles. So yeah, it just wasn't one that I was interested in either. So yeah, I don't know. You're probably listening to this thinking you're just talking nonsense, but I just I'm just interested in what goes through the heads of other people when it comes to making these big buying decisions. Uh, and I think being a Star Wars fan in particular, and also knowing there's limited space to put this stuff, right? So you have to be selective. But if you're going to spend a lot of money on an iconic set from your favorite franchise, then it does need to be iconic. That said, you know, you have sets like the Imperial Destroyer. The Imperial Destroyer is a lot more iconic. But I'm put off that one, A, because it looks, I know it's not, it doesn't look similar to the Millennium Falcon, but it also kind of does, right? It's a it's a bulky, gray, long vehicle, except it's not as interesting, there's not as much detail, and I think it's even bigger than the Millennium Falcon. So that put me off. It's just like, I kind of feel like it would just, the build would just be all the boring parts from the Millennium Falcon without the elements that made it a bit less boring. Maybe I'm wrong on that. There's also the fact that finding a place for that Millennium Falcon is the bane of my life. Um, it's currently on, I've got quite a large kind of bay windowsill and it's currently sat on there. And we've actually got someone coming around to replace the blinds um in that window and they are petrified of breaking the falcon but i'm also petrified to move it because every time i tried to move it into that position beforehand something broke something fell off so yeah the idea of having another big difficult to move um star wars themed gray slab is is putting me off there's also the at at uh the big collector edition at at that one, I'm put off that one just because, again, it's size, but it's just awkward. And I, I just have in my head that it's going to fall over and break. So, again, it's almost too substantial for its own good. I mentioned before, so we're not just talking about the big, expensive, bulky ones. I mentioned before that I got the, the Spider-Man and the Venom sets to fill the gap while I was waiting for Bowser and The Office coming. And they're 30, 40 bucks at most. No more than an hour for the build. Miles Morales is an awesome, awesome character. I love Miles Morales, um, both in the comics, in the video game, and in um, the Into the Spider-Verse. Like, Miles Morales rules. His costume is awesome. 
But I didn't get that one because it's too similar in terms of build experience to Spider-Man. And there's just some weird little thing in my brain that kind of says that, yes, okay, so the bricks are a different color and some of the printed parts or the stickers will be a different color, but it's the same set. I might be wrong on that, but it is the same set. Venom was very similar uh, to the Spider-Man set, but there was enough of a difference with the unique head and obviously the hands and the claws. There was enough difference to feel like I wasn't just paying again for exactly the same set in a different color. The Miles Morales one just feels like it's it's duplication. Same goes for the um, the Nano Gauntlet. So I've got the Infinity Gauntlet from the Marvel series, and they brought out, and that was a cool, that was a really cool build. That looks awesome on a shelf. But they brought out the Nano Gauntlet, which is obviously the, the Iron Man version from Endgame. And I didn't go for that because, again, it's the same set. It looks like, now it's it's similar enough to the Infinity Gauntlet, where I'm like, okay, I'm just paying again for the same set with different color bricks. This might sound like the dumbest logic to you listening, but there's just this mental block that I have when I'm thinking of what I'll buy. And this is like a 60 pound set, like what, 60, $70. So it's not that much in the grand scheme of things. And I enjoyed the initial build, and maybe if enough time passes, I'll, I'll go for this. But there's just something in my head that that tells me, like that I'm not getting good value if I'm paying the same money for a set that I've already built just in a different color. Um, I, like for the same bizarre reasoning, I almost didn't buy the Mandalorian helmet, the little Mandalorian um, helmet set that came out because it looked a little too similar in terms of um, structure and shape to the Boba Fett helmet. But I went for it anyway because, you know, it's the Mandalorian, it was a cheap set, and because I, I was buying a display case for the helmets. But again, yeah, so anyway, I just thought I'd open my brain up and talk about some of the non-financial and non-obvious reasons why people might decide not to buy certain sets. What what odd logic, what odd decision-making comes into your choice over what to buy so i'd love to hear what puts you off buying sets is there something that you know that was recently released that you thought yes i'm definitely going to get that but there was just a weird little thing in your brain telling you not to and yeah i fully i fully accept that the stuff i've talked about some of that reasoning makes no sense some of it's strange but I'm sure there's one or two people out there nodding their heads saying yeah that's exactly why i'm not buying the razor crest it's not always just about the money. It's not always just about the price. I'd love to hear what puts you off buying a set. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Brick Magnate, B-R-I-C-K-M-A-G-N-A-T-E. Or you can find me on Instagram. It's Brick Magnate with an underscore between Brick and Magnate. So Brick underscore Magnate. Or you can go to brickmagnate.com for all those links and to comment on each and every episode. I would love to hear about your decision-making process and what puts you off buying certain sets. So we're going to wrap things up. Let's just talk about what's coming up right now. I'm still waiting for the Christmas on Main Street set to arrive. I'm looking forward to that one. It's become a little bit of a festive tradition for me uh, in the house. So 
I'm really looking forward to building that and displaying that alongside the Santa's Visit set and the Elf Workshop set that have come out over the last couple of years. I like having the different Christmas sets and, you know, they, they're the only Lego that I have that doesn't get displayed year-round. They, they kind of go in the Christmas cupboard until Christmas time comes. And so I'm looking forward to busting those out. It's also been announced, or maybe it's just been leaked, that there'll be a table football set, so a foosball set, that's going to be coming out in November. It's uh, There's a few people saying that it looks too small, but I think it looks cool enough and it's functional. And, and there's a couple of nice little touches, like um, it's the first minifigure to have um, Vitiligo, which is unprecedented. You know, it's not the reason I'm buying the set, but, you know, this stuff matters. So it definitely looks cool enough to get my money i'll definitely be getting that one when it comes out in november assuming that the leak is accurate and just this morning i started work on the bowser set i built his little stage i'm really really looking forward to uh to finishing this bad boy and uh yeah i'll be reviewing that one in episode four of the podcast so make sure that you subscribe in your podcast app and you come back for that review in a week or so right here on the brick magnet podcast thanks for joining me this week and i'll see you next time